What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is 93.7 a ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop, here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Let's get it. Welcome in, everybody, to the captain on 93.7 The Ticket and the theticketfm.com. But guess what? I am the captain now. <laughs> I don't think so. I was a captain in college. Were you really? You've I was. been a captain before? Yeah, I was a captain. My senior year of track and field, I was a captain. How many so captains are on the track team? They uh, just, we everybody? Had like, we had like four or five. Actually, mm. my freshman year... Um, they didn't like the people that we chose, so they said everybody has to, like, captain themselves. <laughs> They're like, everybody, you're mature enough. Like, you could do it. Like, we were just like, you didn't like who we picked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was better than the leaders you guys chose. None at all. Everybody. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to put that on my resume. I was a captain my freshman year of college. Twice, yeah. So there you go. Two time. I'm a two-time captain. What's yeah. up for Sean? <laughs> Take that. But this is the captain on 93.7 The Ticket, sponsored by Wingstop. Join us in our conversations today. It is I, Rico, still going strong after three hours. I got three more and then another with Nathan Brennan on the happy hour. <laughs> it's fine. We're doing fine. We're you got doing a lot great. of takes today? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping you guys have a lot of takes. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline. Sarder Heyman text line. Text in, call into the show. Keep us company. Give us your takes. Bach and I are here. And you know what? I'm going to get I'm going to get the text line going. Right off the bat. There we go. You know exactly where I'm going with this, don't you? I'm guessing. Big 12 media days. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Adrian Martinez has some things to say. Uh, I don't have the clip, but it shouldn't be that hard to find. Adrian Martinez was asked about uh, his time at Nebraska and if, if, he, uh, if there was any ill will from him towards Nebraska or if there was any ill will from Nebraska towards him. And, and he, uh, he's hoping not. Right. That's yeah. And, and I don't I don't see why there would be except for, you know, everybody else seems to think that him talking about his experiences means that he's talking trash. So whatever. But what, what was your thoughts on Adrian Martinez? I mean, just being asked about Nebraska. Well, I think it's it's going to continue. There's always going to be that connection. Um, and as well, there should be. I mean, he was he was here. He started. He he gave his uh, blood, sweat and tears for this program for quite some time. Didn't turn out the way that, that people wanted it to, and so I understand, um, you know, people making jokes or whatever. But I kind of said this the other day. I, I feel like if Adrian Martinez, you know, maybe outside of coming back in, a, in 
you know, some purple and silver um, colors. Uh, if he came back, like, in two years to Memorial Stadium, I feel like he'd get a, an ovation. I feel like people would be uh, happy to see him again. Um, because, I mean, it just, you know, this is not the way anybody wanted to play out, but uh, most people agree, and almost everybody agrees, this was a mutual parting. Now, whether that's true or not, as far as, you know, when they had the meeting and, and who made the decision and um, was somebody getting pushed out or did he make the choice on his own? Did Frost want him back? All that stuff is probably something we'll find out here in a couple of years because it usually leaks out. Love it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, to me, I, I still like Adrian Martinez. I, I think that there's, you know, he's had offseason comments about Kansas State being more talented than any teams he's had than he's played with. Obviously, people take that as a shot at Nebraska. But they have Deuce Vaughn, you know, they've got an edge rusher, they got a tackle. I mean, they got some guys um, that are going to be pretty, you know, highly, highly looked upon. And, uh, you they know, they have some all conference. I mean, they have some all conference players yeah. on their roster. And, and as you said, I mean, they have one of the better running backs in the nation. Yeah, in it's Deuce probably Vaughn. the best player he's played with Which, as far as a weapons. Yeah, in, in terms of, I mean, just in terms of like running backs, it's. Oh, yeah. Without Definitely the best running back he's going to be able to yeah. play with in his time. Wondell and might be better, but not as a Wondell running back. Wondell wasn't a running back. Not as a running back, <laughs> but he did play but, with him at but, running back. But look, the comments that he had during this off this this offseason have led him to being at Big 12 Media Days in his first year <laughs> at Kansas State. Like, these are things that he's not saying to slight Nebraska. He's saying these things to gain the trust of the players in the locker room that he's going to be playing with. It's it's to to gain the respect of these players. Like, I respect you, and, and I believe that you're all extremely talented. He's not going to go in there and say, yeah, well, this is a good team, but that team in my second year, third year, first year at Nebraska is much better than them. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that team didn't go to we a bowl game. Win. This team went to a bowl yeah. game last year, but this team sucks compared to them. Yeah. Like, you, you can't go in there and I mean, say that's that. the other thing, too, right? I mean, they're they're 8-4 and four last year. You would expect them to have uh, a pretty darn good roster or, or some semblance of a team, more so than any of the teams that he uh, played with. And, uh, you know, part of the part of the idea is they they do have two, you know, as we are on the captain, they have two former Husker captains yep. in their locker room at Kansas State. Um, and so that, that's kind of, kind of strange. And that, you know, struck me as odd when he once talked about the culture being better there than it was here. Um, but again, like I, I, I want more than anything to build a winning culture, but you have a losing culture and I'm not <laughs> saying that to be mean. You haven't won enough. You just, you don't, you don't win more games than you lose over the Scott Frost period, obviously, or the Mike Riley. I mean, you don't have a winning culture. And, and I don't know if that's, you know, we can talk about, I think there's different words that we can use to uplift the culture and, and say, it, you know, an improving culture or something like that. But you don't, you can't have a winning culture until you win, like, more than not. And yeah. even that usually isn't, like, overwhelmingly, like, if you go seven and five, is that a winning culture? Is that just, you know, is that just, Oh yeah. You know, you won more games than you lost. Yeah. I mean, but at least technically then you can say it's a winning culture. Like Nebraska just very, by the definition of the word winning is not a winning culture. Mm -hmm. Well, a winning culture, like it's, it's going to take more than just one season of, of winning more games than you lost to, to establish right. a winning culture. I mean, Nebraska had a winning culture, even, even in the, in the times where people are like, Oh, Nebraska is down. Like they were still winning, eight, nine, ten games a year, but, oh, Nebraska's down because they're not, you know, competing for conference championships, not competing for national championships. They're in these meaningless bowl games, you know, what have you. But they had a winning culture. They knew how to win games. They knew how to win close games. And now, currently, it's you get in the close games and you haven't come out on top. I'm not saying that you can't, 
but to establish a winning culture, you got to come out on top more often than not in in those close games, and you have to do it for more than one year because who's to say you didn't just get hot one year and then the next year you fall back down the tube? So, to establish a winning culture, you need to you need to get get ready, stay ready, and and start winning the close games. And here's Adrian Martinez at Big Twelve Media Days when he was asked about Nebraska. I'd say the time for reflection isn't isn't upon us yet. You know, uh, I want to wait on that, and hopefully I didn't burn that bridge. I don't think I did. You know what I mean? Um, I have a lot of love for Nebraska and always will. Um, it's my alma mater. I mean, shoot, I was there for four years and, and uh, still have best friends and, and really close people there. So um, in time, we'll see what that looks like, but I have nothing but love for Nebraska. I'd say. I don't. There's nothing bad there. <laughs> I think that's overwhelmingly pretty positive. Nothing but love. I mean, he seems like a great. He's at Kansas State, and he seems like a great ambassador for Nebraska. Still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's not at your school, and he's still you know singing your praises. Now there is now again. You could tell here, and this is why people love podcasts. There's a different from difference from uh, podium. Adrian in podcasts, Adrian. That is true. Um, well, everybody's different on a podcast, right? But you get, yeah. I mean, you get more of the true feelings. That was all what I would. That's podcast, or, or excuse, not podcast. That's podium speak. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, we call it coach speak. But um, Adrian was has been very good about about that his whole career, just kind of saying the right things. You never had any problem with with Adrian saying something. Um, if, if for nothing else, it was more like questions about, Hey, Scott said something that wasn't supposed to be said. What do you say? Adrian, like Adrian was never slipping up. Yeah. So he's very good at the podium. He continues that here. I'm not saying that it's, um, he's not being transparent or anything like, I don't know how you wouldn't believe the guy. He, he's been, he was here for four years. You think he just hates everybody on Nebraska and everybody that, that helped him along. And, and, you know, he lived with the last four years. I don't think so. So. I, I think he does. You know, I believe it when he says he's got nothing for love for Nebraska. And I think um, for the people, you know, not all fans obviously feel that way. But for the people, I think, inside the building, it's it's very similar. They stuck by his side. They, they you know, they expected him um, to get them over the edge. And, and they, they built around him. And it, it didn't work out. But that's not by a fault of him not trying or not giving it his all yeah. or anything like that. That's never been, uh, you know, kind of a question either. I said he poured his heart and soul into Nebraska and it just didn't work out. So it's yeah. not it's not that he's going out there and trashing the university or the coaching staff for the players. He's just like, look, you know, I was there for four years. I got nothing but love. It didn't work out. Um, I'm trying. I'm going somewhere else to see if I can I can better myself. And, and look, all the people that are, are upset at Adrian for, you know, being bad, you should be happy that he decided to leave and try his fortunes, try his, uh, try to better his skills somewhere else. If you, if you disliked him so much, I don't understand why you would keep talking down on his name after he's already left. Cause that's exactly what you wanted. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like you, you wanted him benched when he threw four interceptions against Purdue, which would have been probably the right move and the correct move. But you wanted him benched all those years. And, and now that he's finally gone, you're still going to talk about him. It, it seems wrong. It seems petty, and I don't. I don't understand why you would hate a guy who gave nothing but his all and showed nothing but love for your university. And as you said, I didn't even think about that. Like he's up on the podium and he's asked, "Well, your head coach said this, or your coaches, or your or your teammates said this. What do you have to say?" Because look, you're the quarterback. You're the you're the mouthpiece for the entire team. Almost like you're the guy that everybody looks at when they want answers. So if somebody else says something and anybody has questions, they're gonna go to you. Yeah. And he did nothing but give fantastic answers. Maybe maybe some of them were scripted, but hey, he's really good at it. So 
I, I got nothing. I got nothing but love for Adrian Martinez. I hope he does well at Kansas State. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Now, obviously, from there, you can have your, your interesting discussions like, if if Adrian stayed here, I still think they'd hit the transfer portal. Oh, definitely. I just don't know if you'd be able to get Casey Thompson or a guy of that. You know, I don't. I don't think somebody. You might have to get somebody that that's that is somewhat maybe overlooked. I mean, Jaden Daniels went to LSU, and they already have Max Johnson. Yeah. So maybe maybe, mean, maybe you, you could still get, get somebody. Purdy. Yeah, you could probably still get Chubba Purdy, but the, I don't know if Chubba's winning the battle over Adrian. Obviously, if, if he stayed here. Um, the hope for a turnaround would be quite quite low. Um, the hope for a new offense that doesn't, you know, isn't Adrian centric would be quite low. So I, I mean, it it would have. I don't. I just don't feel like it would have worked out. But like I said, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not completely sure that they forced him out. Um, so I think it would. Be, I, I just I think that that's kind of a interesting. Uh, universe to run down. But at, at the same time, um, it, it was time for for a change, and I think. At least Adrian saw it, um, mm-hmm. and and now he's ready to to get things going again. I'm interested to see too with him at Kansas State. You know, obviously he he did. You know, we all know kind of his play and, and his shortcomings in the close games. Um, Kansas State typically plays. You know, if, if they have a lot of close games, they'll they'll play um, conservatively to a degree. They're not trying to like outscore you like Nebraska does. No, more they'll rely so. on their defense and their running. Yeah. They're they're not the prototypical Big 12 school. No. So I, I'm interested to see how that plays out is, is, you know, kind of don't put put the game on the line in his hands, <laughs> maybe more mm-hmm. handed off, uh, you know, get a screen in there. For well, I'm partner. paraphrasing with Chris Kleiman, but they asked him something along those lines. And I, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he said something along the lines of we have a strong running back in Deuce Vaughn. We're not going to ask Adrian to run. And I believe one of the actual quotes is we're not going to ask him to do things that he's not the best at. Mm. So I think Chris Kleiman, in a way, is saying, like, you shouldn't have been running him that much. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, we're going to have him hand the ball off and, and maybe, you know, throw some short passes and from time to time air it out. But for the most part, it seems as if they're going to attempt to keep Adrian in the pocket and and not have him, you know, running for his life around there. And we have a couple have a couple texters, you know, chiming in. Um Somebody said, "Let's ask him to compare the Big Twelve, Big Ten, and the Big Twelve after the season." Well, he did. He was asked about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, and he said um, it didn't make much sense to him. And 
he'll he wants to know how the players at UCLA and and USC will enjoy uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs up in Maryland <laughs> later in the season. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah, he's still you know he's got he's still got jokes. Uh, and then another on name text says, so what's the narrative if he goes to K State, balls out, and wins big time there? Uh, the narrative wouldn't be anything negative as long as Nebraska is also winning. But if Nebraska is losing and he goes to K State, balls out and wins big. I mean, I don't know what the narrative is going to be, but I can't. I can't imagine it would be anything positive. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think we all know the narrative, whether you want to say it out loud or not. Um, it, it's. It's. It. That's what makes this whole thing fascinating. Is there's so many different outcomes that can happen. Um, you know, and if if he does have success there, and, and Nebraska doesn't. There's your narrative. Was it Scott Frost or was it Adrian? Maybe it was more Frost, but um, you know, I, I again, I, I pay close attention because when when you're t- talking about uh, balling out, you know, look how they're look how he's being used. Look at how much Deuce Vaughn is carrying the offense, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to him. Now, if you're saying he's balling out and he's the reason they're winning, um, <laughs> that's gonna sting. Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. What to say. I mean, if he's not the like, if if he's not the reason that they're losing, like that's even that's still pretty solid for him like if they're yeah. if they ha- they're, hard to, they're probably gonna have a winning record i'm just gonna throw that out there Kansas state's probably gonna have a winning record but despite if he starts or not um but like you said they're gonna ask him not to do as much he's gonna hand it off to deuce vaughn you know upwards of of 200 times this season and and deuce vaughn's going to be a productive running back for kansas state and adrian martinez is still gonna look climate says they don't want to run him that much He's a very skilled runner, so they're going to utilize his legs from time to time. I wouldn't be surprised if he has, you know, somewhere in the realm of four rushing touchdowns this upcoming season for Kansas State. But his passing is going to be the main thing that I'm going to be interested in at Kansas State because, you know, when we talk about athletes, when we talk about, you know, talent, I would say that Nebraska has better wide receiver talent, at least this season, than Kansas State does. So... It's going to be interesting to see what he does with that, but an offensive line that gives him time and a running back that can offer some type of reprieve from him having to carry the rock is also going to help him out. Yeah, I, I you know, it's it's just I and, and, and passing, you know, is not necessarily his strength either, uh, which is which is interesting is that you're you're kind of putting him in a position to try, and I think that he he wants this is to prove that he could be a next level quarterback. Um, I don't necessarily see it, but I mean, he's got to believe it and he's got to go out there and try to prove it and show it off. Um, you know, they don't sling the ball around, you know, they just don't, they, they, you know, they played Oklahoma last year, uh, and threw the ball 41 times Skylar Thompson did. But other than that, I don't think they threw the ball over 30 times a game and, you know, kind of comfortable at 24, 19, you know, whatever, what kind of. If they could do, if they could pass the ball ten times, they did that sure a few times. Yeah, sure they, they did. Um, so uh, you know, I, I, I think he's he's more going to be a game manager there, and he's. I, I think that that's that's awesome. That's why I, I've kind of wondered what he would do at like Iowa over the years, is because mm. if you put him in a game manager role, um, he's dynamic enough to like kind of you know prove himself outside of that mm-hmm. um but you still want to rein him into it i think that would kind of be perfect for him is like we can use your athleticism if we really need to but for the most part we're going to ask you to make simple reads hand the ball off uh you know screen yeah. passes those like, sorts it's always of it's always that thought where or yeah i kind of agree with you like in an iowa or like in a wisconsin yeah where, like you have a massive offensive line you have amazing running backs and you have 
decent enough receivers and tight ends where you could do the thing. Like you look at a Wisconsin quarterback and they don't they don't run. The one time they had a quarterback that could run, Russell Wilson. They had a pretty good season. I'm not comparing Adrian and Russell Wilson. I'm no. not doing that. But I'm just saying when you have a quarterback who can make the throws, again, not sure if Adrian can. I think he can. I'm not sure, you know, if everybody I think else he's thinks. just inconsistent. He's, yeah. And he's not. I mean, he doesn't have an NFL but if he had, But if he throws. had, you know, all of the other talent surrounding him, how good could he, how good could he be? Yeah. And maybe you'll never know. Yeah, and that, that's why you have to get back to you know did did he ha- oh, did he ever have enough talent around him at Nebraska? Um, it was never on. Uh, it was never like running, uh, you know, full cylinder without him. I suppose he had like spot guys here and there. Like you know, De- Derek Mills was good for like five games, yep. and Wandale was misused. But you know, and and remember, I mean, you remember games where he had like Wandale and JD like really really stood out for him, but. They would get shots over the middle like crazy. I mean, yeah. that's the only window he could fit it in. So like Stanley and JD, like those his first year, like yeah, those two those two were amazing. But the 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 cast of characters surrounding that team, uh, besides those two, was kind of questionable. Well, and they, I mean, you could argue that might have been you know Riley's line might have been the best line he had too. <laughs> um, so I mean, the offense was and, and that's maybe gets under talked about as we talk about you know not. Adrian not developing and, and not getting better. Um, and and certainly there is part of that where you're, you're going to lose guys over the years and you've got to elevate. And you're expected to get better. You're growing from like an 18-year-old to a 20-year-old. I mean, during that time, you should improve. But that might have been his best offense. Um, clearly at the skill positions, like we've said with, with Divine and uh, Divine Zigbo and Stanley Morgan mm-hmm. throwing JD out there. Um but also, I think that offensive line might have been his best offensive line that he's oh, yeah. had. Oh, oh, definitely. So, and he, and I mean, they had like, and if people want to argue like, oh, they weren't, you know, the skill positions weren't that good. You had, you know, guys on not la- maybe last year or the year before his roster where they were, you know, have the potential. But that's the thing is they had the potential to be better than JD and Stanley, but they never reached that. You would have, you know a game or two or some flaw play or two during a game where you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. And then they would disappear into the ether. So for guys like Stanley and JD who did it game after game that first year and JD did it, you know, game after game that second year and then he ended up leaving. Like those are the guys that the consistent guys that he can get the ball to and, and have them make plays were what was missing. I don't want to. I don't want to underappreciate Samari Toure. I don't want to underappreciate Austin Allen either. I mean, oh no, those guys. I mean, he did have some. Wep- I, I mean, I, I would say Toure's probably uh, had a better season than JD ever had. Um, and Austin Allen had one of the best tight end years at Nebraska ever. ever. Um, but the running game was very suspect. Ramir, when he was healthy, and and you know when they finally arose him from number four in the depth chart to up there. Um, was okay. I mean, he had 500 yards. You're not going to compare that to Divina Zigbo too well in the first year. And the offensive line might have been its worst that he's had at Nebraska, um, despite the fact that they had a second-round pick at center, which is kind of <laughs> scary to think about coming up this year. But, um, you know, so that, I mean, it, it's just, that's why I say it was never on full cylinder. Sometimes he had weapon. I mean, you can't complain once you start to add up, you know, Wandale and J.D. Spielman and, uh, like you said, Stanley Morgan, Divina Zigbo, Austin Allen, Samari Toure, it just never. It's like you had you had one or two guys every year, but yeah. it was just one or two guys. Yeah, and <laughs> it was hard to get them the ball. The other team knew that. Yeah, it's like okay, well they're gonna try to get it to this guy, so we're just gonna stop him, and everybody else is gonna. And that's where you would see some other guys pop off for a couple of plays or a single game, and then the next game 
Nothing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for Adrian, too, when he was at Nebraska, I mean, that's because of the, the line problems and because of, you know, sometimes the lack of weapons, um, at least, you know, running, you know, full cir- circle. Um, he just didn't have, you know, he was the offense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think more than anything is, is exciting about this next year. And, and Tom Stevens has said it for years. He just wants, at some point, a quarterback just to be a quarterback, not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, game manager, quarterback, the team to the win. I think that that's uh, closer to where this offense is, is heading. Um, but if you have somebody dynamic back there, you know, of course, it can elevate beyond that. And that's what you hope Casey Thompson is. Um, but I am a little bit excited for, you know, at, at least – you know, I, and it could go disastrous because I, I don't think we also appreciate how much Adrian did as far as like pirouetting or getting out of sacks yeah. and stuff. I I don't think Casey's going to be able to do that. As the much. amount of sacks that he avoided because of his athletic ability is is astronomical. Yeah, but I I agree. Like a game manager would be fun, but at the same time, you don't need to have the dynamic Adrian Martinez, Taylor Martinez type quarterback. And you don't have to have the game manager that only hands yeah. the ball off and throws the ball twenty times. You can have somebody who who is a playmaker, maybe not with their legs, but with their arm at quarterback and and be extremely successful, which again, I'm not sure where Casey Thompson fits in the game manager, middle of the not middle of the road. Better than game manager, but not quite super athletic or athletic. I'm not exactly yeah. sure where he fits in that spectrum of things, but I guess we'll find out next season and Extremely excited with the amount of weapons he has. We're headed to a break. Second segment, first hour. This is going good on The Captain. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 